Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode is actually going to be a little bit different to usual. So usually I often will be very educational and present like a a teaching or a training based episode pretty much always. (laughs) But what I wanted to do today with this topic and I wanted to talk about body image is really just talk you through my experience, which some interesting things have happened recently and I really wanted to share it because I don't I've never heard anyone talk about this before and perhaps that's because I've not sorted out but I think that maybe there are some of you who have experienced some of this or even if you haven't experienced it because of this conversation you might see it in yourself and I think because I can't really help myself at the end of the podcast I do kind of want to put my reflections together in some kind of sensible order and maybe provide a like a if this is you what what can you do to support yourself as well so we'll see how I go I hardly have any notes written up for this and I don't actually have a structure for this episode which usually I I have some dot points and a structure today there is none so let's see how we go but I originally was going to title this podcast episode body dysmorphia And then when I looked into the definition of body dysmorphia, and maybe I'll get it up so I can um, refer to it specifically, I realized it's not body dysmorphia that I am experiencing right now. So let's, um, let's get that up so I can read it to you. So it's a mental illness characterized by constant worry over a perceived or slight defect in appearance. Repetitive behaviors are performed in response to these concerns about about appearance. So that's not it. So there's no worrying over a perceived or slight defect in appearance. <clears throat> so that's why I didn't call this episode body dysmorphia. I thought it'd be really misleading for me to do that. But I'll talk you through, there's two specific situations that happened. One that happened a few weeks ago, which is the catalyst for this podcast, and one happened, I think, I don't know, somewhere in my early 20s or late 20s. Uh, actually, it would have been late 20s. And they're the same experience on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is really, really interesting. So let me get into it. All right. If you don't know, which you probably don't know, but if you don't know... <laughs> This is April 2023, and I'm four and a half weeks out from a bikini competition, which means I'm way leaner than I usually am, and we're going to be keeping on getting leaner for the next four and a half weeks, and then we will um, start gaining weight again. So I'm at a really, really unusual place. If you don't know much about bikini comps, 
you do need to be leaner than most people can maintain or most people is healthy for them to maintain. And for a lot of people, like, yeah, it's just, it's just not a body weight you would typically be walking around in. So it's really lean. Now, I, if we cycle back to the start of 2020, I did a powerlifting meet in February and then we had lockdown happen. I can't remember the month guys. What was it? Like April, March, April for the gyms closed the last week of March and they, I think it was that. And I was a little bit disillusioned with powerlifting and had tried to give that a little bit more of a go. And then my coach and I were talking and I was like, you know what? We haven't done a deficit phase in ages. I've just been chilling at maintenance for powerlifting. Let's do that. I think in lockdown, it will give me something to achieve. You know, I can focus on getting my routines. And I did I did a pretty decent deficit phase, not too challenging. I've been working with my coach for six years. I'm obviously a coach. I've been coaching for coming up to seven years now. So this isn't rocket science for me, and I don't mean that to sound rude if you're still having a lot of trouble with this because obviously I'm a coach and I help people like almost every single client is having some kind of trouble with you know their performance or their physique that they want help with but where I'm at now with all of the experience I have changes in body composition apart from building muscle which is like you know having to put in that f in the gym which is something that's really honestly it's really hard for me i talk a lot about training with rir training with intent it's a skill and it's a skill that i have nowhere near mastered and it's going to be a big drive of mine for this second half of the year but i digress a little bit but when it comes to body composition it's not it's not a, not a trouble for me it's pretty straightforward so we did that deficit Throughout that time, I was like, you know, this is hypertrophy training is so much more fun than powerlifting. And I was like, okay, that's the end of my powerlifting days. I'm not, I don't want to pursue that anymore. I want to continue pursuing bodybuilding. And then I was actually reflecting on the dates because I got the dates confused, I think, in another podcast. But so I finished that deficit in about August or September of 2020. And then we're like, okay, let's go into a really, really specific, decent growth phase. And remember, lockdowns are still happening. Gyms are still, we're going in and out of of lockdowns at this point. So I embarked on a growth phase, which was, uh, I wasn't that productive. And when I look back on it, it was like, you know, I wasn't training enough. Um, it just wasn't, it wasn't as productive as it could have been. And that's okay. Cause I've learned my lesson. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places available inside the Glam Body Program. And if you don't know what it is, this is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition, whether that means gaining muscle, getting lean, or both. So Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps, but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body. Or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, speaking negatively to yourself, and you feel like nothing's enough, and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends. So to get your spot, just DM me on Instagram with the heading Glam Body, 
or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. With that said, let's get back into the episode. So fast forward to January 2022 (laughs) and we topped out the growth phase. So I won't provide numbers because I don't think that that is extremely helpful, but I got to equal, roughly equal heaviest weight I'd been. So if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, I did a show back in 2016. I had a really rough rebound, gained 12 kilos in eight weeks to be the heaviest. So I pretty much got close to that in January, 2022. My body, it's pretty hard for me to push past that. Like the amount of food I have to consume to push past that. It's a hell of a lot of food. Um, and I don't move too much. Um, but yeah, it's a hell of a lot of food for me to push past that. And it's really quite uncomfortable for me to eat. So we topped out <laughs> and I was going to be competing last year in October. I, that didn't happen because the Federation went under. I had been prepping for 12 weeks and then we got word that the Federation went under. But Coming into January, I was like, okay, so we need to get into a maintenance period because we're going to come into prep for the October, you know, prep starting, I don't know, May or something for the October show. But anyway, so, you know, I'd gotten back to that close to that heaviest weight ever in January of 2022. And, you know, I was enlisted with my posing coach. So I was posing, I was posting my posing online. And that's when I really started practicing my posing. And, you know, walking around the gym in crop tops and shorts, whatever, you know, wardrobe. I didn't, I didn't really think I had to buy bigger clothes so much because I just wear baggy t-shirts, shorts and tracksuit pants a lot of the time, sometimes leggings. And some of my jumpers that I might wear were all like, they're all oversized. I don't wear too much tight stuff anymore. And I was going through a bit of an oversized fashion sort of thing anyway. So I had like lots of big jackets. So throughout that growth phase, I never really had to buy bigger clothes. And I had bought some smaller shorts when I was in my deficit phase in lockdown, I believe. And like, they're a little bit tight, but whatever, like I just didn't care. Anyway, so happy as Larry, whatever did last year, come into this year, so last year, we 12 weeks out of October, what month does that make that? August, September, October, July. Maybe July, we got into a maintenance phase or a conservative growth phase again, I think, something like that. Uh, we wanted to keep my weight relatively close to where I had got. So when I started prep for this year, we weren't too far away. I sort of managed to do that. I think I gained uh, two, two, three kilos or so. It wasn't too, or maybe not even that much, maybe two kilos or so. And yeah, just cruising on into this year. The prep started December last year. Sorry, cruised on into this year, whatever, just doing the prep. Uh, and here we are on the 6th of April. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh man, I really want to compare my posing progress because posing is so hard for me. So I went back to around... Uh, February or so last year to have a look at like the difference in my posing over 12 months. I was shocked. Okay. So what happened was I put the two posing videos together and just saw my body, the difference in my body. And 
was completely and utterly shocked. And I have posted on my Instagram, I posted the posing side by sides on my close friends list. I've posted twice, I think, the actual top of the off season versus, you know, semi currently in terms of the prep to show sort of the difference. But it's like that top end body, <laughs> the body that I perceive now being in this smaller body does look way bigger than the body I felt I was in back in January at the top end of my growth phase. So maybe I'll try and English that a bit better. I didn't realize, no, no, that's that. And this is the exact issue that I want to talk about, what I've just said then, because there is no realizing, there is no fact here. It's all perception. And this is really the point of this whole podcast. And you can tell it's still like, I'm, I'm really happy to present on this topic or share my experience on the topic now as it's kind of happening for me. Um, it's not triggering or anything like that for me, and I want to share my experience. But you can even see, like, it's still doing my head, and I still can't quite wrap my head around it. And it's just very, very interesting. And I, I, I yeah, I'm hoping that someone else gets some value from this conversation. But basically, the body that I'm seeing now, so I'm in this four weeks out body. When I look back now at the photos from the top of my growth season, I'm actually seeing a different body to when I was in that body in January. So in January, like I felt super sexy, super attractive, you know, walking around the gym in crop tops and shorts, posting on my social media, posting my body in, um, you know, swimwear and stuff like honest, like, you know, you can go back and you can see that this is true. There's no fucks given. Um, I believe even in my like bikini prep highlights, I've got the posing. You can actually see it right? But it's like the body that I thought I was in back then honestly was like leaner than the perception I have of that body now, like a lot leaner. And what do I attest that to? So I think that I I have built extremely strong body image or extremely positive body image. And I have spoken at length on this podcast about the crash and burn in 2016, what happened in 2016, how that really, truly fundamentally changed a lot of things for me. Uh, in the last couple of years, especially with my coaching, I've focused so much on talking about growth phases and building muscle. And I have a laugh about, you know, our meat suits are just, you have your own meat suit. Your meat suit is special. It's yours. It's your home for life. It's the thing that allows you passage through time. It's the thing that allows you to experience, you know, all of the wonderful things we have to enjoy in life. Of course, you know, it's there for you in the bad times as well. But I really see my body as something that is, it's a gift. It's extremely special. And even if touch wood, there are illnesses, you know, like I, I have asthma, it's not a crazy illness, but like I have something like that. Even with the, those things, I still have a very loving connection with the body that I'm in. I'm still, it really feels like it's not even home the way my body feels to me. It just feels extremely special and I have a, a deep care. You know how I feel about my body? Have you ever seen a photo of yourself as a kid and you uh, maybe, you know, your face is lit up or you're having a really fun time as a kid and you just want to reach out and hug and there's that extreme amount of love and care. That's exactly how I feel about my physical body. And I think because of that, it doesn't really matter how it looks. I still have a very positive body image because I'm more than just an aesthetic. I'm more than just something that anyone could standardize or 
you know, past me would standardize or pick apart. And it, I think now having this experience of being in this much leaner body and really looking back and going, geez, the body I was looking at in the mirror and the body I see now in a photo, two different things. Like the body I was looking at in a mirror back then, like, yeah, I just thought was just fly as fuck, like very attractive. I've spoken before about sort of losing my boobs and my bum and I had boobs and bum then and I just love it. It's yeah, it's attractive. I just had love for it. There's just so many good things about it. And I think because of that deep, deep, deep body image work that had been done and that I had keep, I had kept practicing over the years and the way I speak to myself about my body, I don't body check or anything like that. Like I'm conscious of my body now because I need to do check-in photos weekly and we need to compare. And for the sake of the com- competition and the competitive sport, there has to be an element of getting lean for the particular sport. There has to be an element of muscle growth in particular areas and not in others for this particular sport, right? So it's very sports based, but when I think of pre twenty seventeen, there was a lot of body checking. There was a lot of you know picking apart certain areas that more body dysmorphia. Although I never had, like I wouldn't say characterized as mental illness. There wasn't, yeah, we won't go down that dysmorphia track. But I I think because of all of that, honestly, positivity. And to say anything like body positivity doesn't do this justice. It's a it's a deep knowing and belief that's not based on anything external to me. And when I do talk about like your meat suit really does allow you to exist here on this earth, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about my own body image. And it's it's I've said this before in a couple of masterclasses and stuff. It's like it really doesn't make sense to have any degree of hate or dislike of certain aspects when you're like, well, this is mine and I'm I'm here and this is part of me being here on earth. It just it just doesn't make sense to be picking things apart. It's like you've just zoomed out and seen the bigger picture. Right. And it's like, have you ever had an experience where I don't want to say near death experience, but like I am thinking of a time in my life last year that was a literally near death experience, not for me, but for someone else in my very close vicinity. And you just get grounded in in one second, like all of the things you thought mattered don't matter anymore. And you realize the really important things that matter. Yeah, it's like having that same thing, but with your physical self. And you're like, man, you know, I can sweat the small stuff. I can spend my time going around and around in circles, being upset that my boobs are too small or my boobs are too big or my, um, you know, I want my, my bum's too flat or I don't like the way my, far out, I'm trying to think. I don't like the, the stretch marks on my tummy, <laughs> whatever it is, right? You're like, fucking hell, does this really matter? No, no one else knows this shit. Like it, no one else cares. No one else knows. It really doesn't matter. And we're just creating prisons for ourselves. We're creating these cyclical prisons of torment for ourselves out of something that has nothing to do with your character, has nothing to do with when people think of you, they don't think of those things. They think of how you treat them. They think of your the overall energy that you bring to a space. They think of whether they enjoy their time with you. 
So it was a really interesting moment. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, you know, it will be really important to me, I think, even with the strong body images I have, is the same thing. I think I just keep the same practices that I'm doing now, keeping the same self-talk that I'm doing now. But as we uh, recover my diet after the 6th of May and we start to build my calories back up and I start to gain body weight again, I do think it'll be a really interesting thing if, you know, just the same as building my calories up and growing. So do remember, like I said, I went from that deficit phase of being like pretty light, obviously not as light as this, but pretty light in August, 2022, you know, back to being around the heaviest I've been again in January, 2022. I didn't, I didn't experience any issues coming out of that deficit. I didn't experience any issues gaining body weight during that time. I think a big part of that too was like it was super intentional, right? Like I'm specifically trying to gain weight to build muscle. And I think it was in the Feb that I decided to, that I was competing. So then you add another layer of on like, I need to gain this, I need to gain this weight. I need to, to be eating plenty to be able to fuel the muscle growth. So I do think that was sort of twofold. It was like, one, I was really enjoying this, like just the sport of bodybuilding, not, you know, even thinking about competitive bikini at that point. But I really like the process of muscle growth. It's fun. I get a lot out of it. I find a lot of enjoyment building up and creating tissue. It's really fun and just enjoy the process. So it might just be the same thing. I was just like, hmm, it's really interesting that because now I am seeing a particular physique that the perception of what I look like in 2022 is far different to what I was seeing in 2022. Now, this happened in the reverse and maybe more of you might be able to relate to this next part, which is in uh, year 12, I did the, no, I didn't. I didn't do the debutante ball. They still have Debs. I don't even know if they have them. They're called proms in America, yeah. Uh, I didn't do it, but I went to support my friends and I was wearing this brown dress and I remember us all getting a photo, photos vividly in my mind. And I remember looking at that photo the day after or the week after or whatever. It was a professional photo and just feeling enormous. And this is where I thought maybe there was some body dysmorphia, but I, I think it might just be, you know, just distorted body perception So I was 18, I saw this photo of myself and I was like, you are huge, you're bigger than all of your friends. So I will put a number on this just so you can kind of understand how distorted this was. So I'm five foot one, I'm 154 centimeters tall and at 18, I was 50 kilos. So I'm 50 kilos and I'm looking at this photo going, you are enormous, you're bigger than all of your friends. Uh, I would have been the lightest out of all my friends. Yes, they were all taller, but I still would have been like the lightest and the smallest. But yeah, I saw this photo and and that kicked off a pretty big push into some of the behaviors that I've spoken about previously, which I won't go into in this podcast, but pretty uh, disordered eating behaviors, overtraining, or not overtraining because I wasn't training back then, exercise, over-exercising, those kinds of things, right? And then I remember looking at that picture again. I went out, went and found it in my late twenties. And no, it wasn't. It would have been. It wouldn't have been late twenties. It would have been after the rebound, so early thirties, so thirty-ish, around thirty. I saw the photo again. I think I might have specifically hunted it down to look for it and find it. 
And because of what I had gone through, because of the that rapid weight gain that I had gone through after that show, I had a different perception of body image at that point. And looking back and seeing that photo, you know, I'm just a small 18-year-old girl. There's nothing interesting about me. I'm not way bigger. But when I looked at that photo, I saw a far smaller version of myself than when I looked at that photo when I was 18. So when I was 18, I saw the same picture and thought I looked huge. At 30, when I looked back at the picture, I was like, I'm not huge. It was a, a potentially more realistic perception of my body image. And it makes me wonder, have you had those moments in time? Maybe you did a deficit phase and you got to the end of it and thought you were still fat and were really down on yourself for the way you looked. And then maybe two years later, you had some weight gain and you found that photo again. And you were like, holy shit, why wasn't I happy with how I looked? I would kill for you know that physique right now. And you're seeing it through a specific lens. You're seeing it through a specific perception of a moment in time of you that's informed by all of the experiences prior, all of the days and days and days of self-talk. And potentially even like your circles, when your circles change, perception of body image changes. So if you're constantly hanging out with shredded, jacked humans, the way you see your or perceive yourself can very much change. You know, you might have thought you were super jacked when you're 18, then you're hanging out with, say, bodybuilders or whatever. And you're like, hell, you know, I'm not, I don't have anywhere near the muscle mass. And, you know, I, I do speak to, we have a bit of a laugh, but some, some of my, you know, even my coach and like my guy friends and stuff, it's like, there is that desire that they would never be big enough, you know, and they're, it's fun for them. And they're, they're doing that, but it's like, it's just really interesting how much our perception is shaped by our experiences and that's why I corrected myself at the start of the podcast because there there's no there's no there's no fact our body image can flux and change there's no fact we can we our perceptions of ourselves will change and again if you've had that I know a few women have had that experience where they look back and they go why wasn't I happy with that physique I'm perfectly fine and it's you know you're seeing that physique now through a lens you saw the physique back when you're a teenager through a different lens maybe a very self-critical lens lacking in confidence lacking in self-esteem trying to find your place in your friendship group trying to be attractive to um you know men or women or whatever and it's just a really interesting conversation to have and that's that's why I wanted to share my experience today with that so if I was to say what could we take away or to try and turn this into an educational episode in some way, it would be to have a think about the language used in your friendship circle. Is that setting you up for a positive body image? Is everyone talking about constantly how they hate themselves, how they hate their body parts? Or is there really no chat about growth? Uh, sorry, growth. Is there really no chat about uh, body parts or hating our bodies? Is there more so potentially conversation about training performance, enjoyment, hobbies? Is there a conversation about, you know, that potentially might feel a bit more positive? We're talking about, you know, really trying to grow this particular body part. You know, do you, do you have any tips or anything like that? Sometimes those conversations happen. 
Uh, and how does that feel for you to be part of that conversation? Does it feel positive to you? Does it feel negative? What about the social media that you're consuming? This has a huge impact, right? So our algorithms feed us back what it thinks they want us to see. So just remember that when we complain about being on social media, there will be things that creep in the algorithm, you know, sort of at the edge of our sphere that maybe isn't appropriate. And then you can click the three dots and go not interested and it'll teach the algorithm what you don't want to see. But do have a think about like, how do, how do I feel when I see these things on the surface and deeper down on the surface? Do I feel like, oh yes, I need to see all these physiques because it's motivating me. But then you know, why do I need that motivation? Is it because I feel great about myself and it's exciting? Like just, I'm just thinking of like, if you're a, you know, a competitive skier and you're following other like Olympic skiers, you know, watching them, maybe that's a actual positive motivation, but for some people they might then be, oh, I'm shit because I'm not on the Olympic slopes or whatever. Right. So really have a think about the social media that you're consuming because a lot of us are spending a lot of time on social media and that is going to distort your body image significantly. It's really going to distort what you see as like average or common or normal. I spoke about it on the last podcast last week about I've never seen a male bodybuilder of that size in real life. And you know why? It's because those those people actually on the earth are very few and far between to be able to be that lean and hold that much muscle. It's it's really uncom- it's an uncommon physique to see. Yet if if I was interested in male bodybuilders and I followed them all on Instagram, even though I'm not seeing them at my local gym, it would feel like there is a lot of those people around. When in reality, you know, it would be a point something of a one percent. So just do the same thing, you know, am I following women who are surgically enhanced and my whole feed and I'm looking up to women who are surgically enhanced and how's that distorting my perception of my own body? Am I following a whole lot of bikini competitors where that's distorting my image of my body? Because again, like with any kind of competitor, they're looking like that for a very small period of time. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people just continue to post their photo shoot photos all year round, but it's like, it's, it's not a common body image. You're, you're hardly going to see these people in the real world. It doesn't exist that often. And it's really important to have a think about who are we, who are we surrounding ourselves with? And then of course, just noticing if there's any of those things that you're doing during the day that aren't helping you. I don't, you know, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but from what I understand, the body checking is a one-way ticket to a death spiral (laughs) or a health spiral. You know, I've read a bit about people that do tend to body check, tend to have lower body image, and it can be a sign of a problem. So like, are there any activities like that that are creeping in? You know, what are the conversations that you're wanting to have with your friends? Is it always around your body or food or whatever? Or are you more interested in talking about other things? And having a think about too, even like, I guess, partners and how does your partner speak to you about your body? And I know this might be a bit of an uncomfortable situation, but if they're putting you down, that's going to have an impact on how you perceive your own body image. Uh, parents, unfortunately, I hear this a lot. People's parents commenting on their bodies, either positively or negatively, and it's just making that person feel like just a body. 
So, you know, there's not much we can do with parents <laughs> except to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> but, you know, that could be something that exists. That could be family members or friends that comment all the time. So where you can, you know, set your boundaries and tell people I'd prefer you not to comment on my body at all ever again. It's not appropriate. I don't find it appropriate. And if you have trouble with that, you cannot see me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just have a think about like if you were to write down on paper the things at the moment that are currently informing your body perception, just have a look at that list. And is that list, does that list sit well with you? Do you feel like you have a healthy body image right now? Do you feel that there might be able to be some work that you could do on it? Actually, I would recommend a book called More Than, More Than a Body uh, just behind me. This, if you're watching the, oh my God, I can't, this one, <laughs> more than a body. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube, you just would have seen me completely struggling which with the side of the camera there. More than a body is a fantastic book. It talks about how our bodies are more than an ornament. But yeah, I just wanted to share that with you as it's super, super interesting is like there is no fact, you know, your body image is a, is a fluxing thing completely based on what's going up in, on up in your head. And if that's your first time of actually conceiving your body image like that, definitely shoot me through a DM and let me know because I do think it's really helpful to realize it's not a fact, it's a perception. And I'll give you an example too. Have you ever come across anyone who might have like a a bit of a a physical sexual um, fetish? So a kind of a person prefers like one specific maybe niched physique and it's usually like sexually based, right? It's like that person has a perception of what their idea of a, you know, a perfect body is. And it's usually very different to a lot of the population, but that's completely informed by their perception. And that's, you know, they say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And it's, it's completely and utterly perception all based on, you know, your history, your experiences, your beliefs, your current environment, yeah. So I hope that helps if you're if you've sort of been stuck believing that this is, you know, I've I've always seen myself this way, knowing that there is a door to get out and try and experience new ways of perceiving yourself. That's a possibility that does exist and can be explored, but we have to take the time to then seek out resources we haven't sought out before, like maybe the more than a body book, seek out different conversations, seek out leaving behind behavioral patterns like body checking that we've been leaning on for the last few years or last decades or whatever it is, right? It does ask you to seek out new experiences and new beliefs to start to change that perception because if we stay the same, we're going to have the same perception of our body image. So I hope that reflection was somewhat valuable. I would absolutely love if you could let me know. So just shoot me through a DM on Instagram to at the underscore female physique hub. And I would love to have a chat with you about it. Otherwise, that being said, I hope you all have an amazing week and I'll see you in next week's podcast. 